Joining us for this episode of The Plush Pod is Ty Gotti, a.k.a. DJ Sunflower, coming to us from Oakland, California, with a touch of North Carolina, back to Oakland. Um, later on, I will have her explain to you how that all works. DJ Sunflower is an artist, audio engineer, and model. She describes herself as holistically ratchet, which we love. And she uses all of these tools, uh, a.k.a. gifts, to bring peace to the hood. So, peace, love, and Sunflower abide with us today. Welcome to the Plush Pod. Sunflower, tell us a bit about your origins, where are you from regionally, and how did Ty Dottie evolve into DJ Sunflower? Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I do appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I'm DJ Sunflower. I pretty much started, I wasn't always DJing, um... When I first started off was curating events, so I would, when I lived in North Carolina, so I pretty much, I was born in Oakland, raised in Charlotte, North Carolina, up until, uh, like, getting out of high school, graduated and moved back to Oakland, okay. but my time in Charlotte, um, probably, like, out of high school, I started curating events called Cypher Sundays, met some dope, talented, amazing people, some cool, great artists I'm still friends with to this day have definitely had a big impact on my career. Um, one of them being um, DJ Earl Grey. Well, no DJ, it's just Earl Grey with him. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much uh, with DJ my Cypher Sundays for me, and uh, from time to time, like let me touch his board, his DJ board. So that kind of drew me in a little bit there. Um, I've always been attracted to music, so. I really felt like I wasn't going to work a nine to five from an early age because I just really felt like that was boring. <laughs> and yeah, right. I love music and everybody makes it seem like, you know, jobs in the entertainment or creative field uh, is like very like undoable and it's not realistic. And that's a lie because it is. <laughs> um, and right. You can off of it, no matter how big or small you are, it's just the person. So when I moved back to uh, Oakland, I started going to school at SA Expressions for audio engineering and mixing and mastering and beat making, so that's where I started learning how to do that, and along the way, the school doesn't teach how to DJ, but one day, I just woke up, and I checked my bank account, and I had enough money to buy a little simple DJ controller, and ever since then, I bought it, went home, practiced. Like I told you before, my first, like, two shows were trash as hell. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. But um, with that, like, I just kind of built my, like, flame of, like, getting more in tune with what I was doing. And I didn't make this. I mean, it was not a large purchase, but, like, at the time, it was like, you know, like, why are you buying this? You could be doing something else, you know? But I saw that as an investment, so... Right. I might as well like learn how to use it, and ever since then, I kind of like taught myself how to DJ, just practicing and staying true to it. Still listening to like all different genres of music, so I can know what people like. Going out to parties, like I'm not like it's weird. I am a party goer, but I'm not. Right. I like to go 
because I like to people watch. Um, right. <laughs> music controls people, so I go and look like what certain songs or what genre of music has a group of people moving or people start dancing or people start walking out. So right, kind of reminding that, and then boom, I became DJ right. Self Pop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we're, we're grateful for that. So, um, when we talked before, um, I asked you a little bit about how was it, you know, I know that, you know, now we're, we're in 2019, moving into 2020. So there are definitely, there's definitely a presence of, of more women, um, as, um, as DJs, um, I, I'm not sure in terms of audio engineers how how that's expanded, um, but how is it or how was it for you breaking into into that as 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 a woman? Um, for me, I don't know. Sometimes I don't see gender. So when uh, I first started, yeah. I didn't really realize like you know the whole male to female like ratio. Because I feel like anything in this world is kind of, like, male-dominant. That isn't, <laughs> like, nursing or cooking or cleaning or doing, quote-unquote, what a woman's work was said to mm-hmm. be from, like, I don't know, the 1920s. Mm-hmm. But the more I got adapted into the entertainment world and DJing, I realized that it's not a lot of women DJs. Like, it's a lot, but it's not a lot. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, the males in the world can be very encouraging uh-huh. like in a good way like it's a lot of, I have a lot of male friends that support me to the fullest relationships are platonic like it's just love all the way around you know nothing extra right. it's just genuine like you know a good friendship now right. sometimes males aren't like that like you know they trying to fake like they want to work for you and act like they have a crush on you just to get in certain positions and that's weird and then sometimes uh-huh. they're just dicks they're just like right. no right. simply because you're a woman and you think they think that you think that you're better but like me personally I don't think I'm better than anybody I just want to be better than myself from right prior before prior hours before but I mean I worked with a couple of artists as far as like audio engineering like uh, a few big names okay. and some of them weren't as pleasant as people make it seem like they were <laughs> like definitely male dominant camps um, coming in the Bay Area trying to look for somewhere to record and they were just very rude like I, I guess they don't work with a lot of female women you know I guess they don't work with a lot of women on their team because they just kind of really didn't know how to talk to me and it's not right. as if they were talking to me like I was one of the bros per se but they were right. talking to me as if I was just you know in the way and it's just honestly they didn't know what they were doing and I was there to assist them and with that uh-huh. happening, I ended up walking out of the session because, like, you kind of just don't disrespect somebody like that that got you the opportunity to right. record somewhere that you've never been before. But And then, right. like I told you before, with me DJing, like, how people have blatantly stole my mixes in front of my face. But... Yeah. <laughs> That's not fun. That's not good. <laughs> it's not. It, but it'll, yeah. it, was, it was never the same as, like, when I did it but you for the simple fact they just can't show love and be like oh you know that that's what's up how did you do that like I'm more than open to sharing everything that I know you know right and a lot of males in the industry they're very like territorial right 
But right. I mean, with with the bad comes the good. So like it's it's kind of like half and half, you know. Uh-huh. But for the majority of the part, I really don't pay attention to it anymore because it's like at the end of the day, I'm still going to strive and prosper and do what I love and try to be great at it. And if you feel a certain type of way because I'm a woman, then that's whack because <laughs> I feel like you need equal parts to make everything work in a nice flow. Right. So we just keep it, just keep it moving. Um, and so, you know, speaking, speaking of, you know, being or, or, you know, breaking through and, and moving through, um, you have to have those people that are, that are mentors and, and guides in the process. And so now on social media, we hear everybody talk about influencers. But for me, influencers have always been folks that are up close and or, um, have had a direct impact on my life. So for you, who are some of your influencers or mentors in your life musically etc um well a lot of influences comes from like of course from the house that I was raised in so my cousin um we're like a couple years apart okay he's always heavy into music like he was into like Pharrell and the Neptunes when I was still in elementary school and that's how I got into that aspect that side of music my father, he used to ghostwrite back in the day for a lot of, like, different artists. And he was very tapped into the music industry. And he listens to, like, the Bay Area West Coast. So growing up in Charlotte, I already knew about the E-40 and the Two Shores and the Mac Dre. And wow. also, like, outlier on the East Coast. But really, in reality, on the West Coast, it's like, that's what it is. Um, my aunt, she exposed me to a lot of, like, neo-soul type music. So I think that's where I get my soul from. And my grandma, she listens to, like, a lot of serene music. So that's just the home base. Now, like, out in the world influences that I have now, for surely, uh, Chef Dot, because he rocked with me for, like, all of my Cypher Sundays when I first started out and really, like, believed in me and helped me out along the way. So, and uh, he's just a dope person. That's, like, a good friend of mine. Earl Grey, like I said before, DJ for me every time I had a Cypher Sunday, no complaints. That's the homie. He, we hold each other accountable to a lot of things. Um, it's a lot of people, especially in Charlotte. Like, man. Um, and I'm drawing a blank. I don't even know why I'm drawing. A, it's so many people. Like, but oh no, uh, off top, DJ SPK, first female DJ I've encountered when I started to acquire uh, interest in DJing, and she was so nice. Like, she is so nice. She's a very nice person. She still hits me up to this day, uh, commending me on things I'm doing. And all reality, like, she kind of sparked, was like the final spark that sparked my interest. Because I remember seeing her one day, and she was like, yeah, this is my job. Like, I do this all day long. I DJ all day, multiple times a day. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's dope. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) And she's just a great person. Um, My sisters definitely... It's a lot of people, man. It's a lot of great people in Charlotte that can help me out. Right, right. They know who they are. <laughs> right. We'll give you a chance for a few more shout-outs towards the end. But um, tell me a little bit about some of the the current projects, um, because you talked about um, one of the, the DJs that influenced you, you know, like, hey, this is my job. This is what I do every day. So for you, what are some of your current projects? 
What does your day-to-day look like right now? Um, what are some of the things that you're aspiring to do? So, um, currently, I have a show. I have a lot of shows coming up um, within the, these next couple of weeks. Last night, at the place I have a residency at in Oakland, um, they have their one-year anniversary, and we always have an event every third Saturday called Let's Kick It. So we just kind of had a big, like, bash. Okay. Being open, a black-owned business has been open for a full year. Wow, so that's man. something definitely for celebrating. <laughs> owned by two yeah, black men, believe in a bunch of black African American melanated females. So yeah. shout out to them. Shout out to Blue Dreams. That's, that's where I am. Um, but <clears throat> like, I have a show Wednesday. I have a show Friday. I have a show Saturday. Um, I have a show every Tuesday. Um, pretty much that's just my life uh, day to day though I pretty much wake up in the morning I try to wake up early and yeah. at least like make a beat record music check emails then around probably around 3, 4 go out uh-huh. into the world if I I mean if I don't have to go out into the world and DJ that day I probably won't or you know just kind of hang out with my friends like Sundays and Mondays are most of the time my off days Okay. But it's like the season for day parties, so Sunday right. is usually like a day I'm doing day party. But today I got to chill, so yes, shout out. Yes, to and for yeah. for for folks that are listening in, I would say this is a woman true to her word because the first time that we talked, it was like nine o'clock. I'm 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 in the I'm on the East Coast. Um, in I, I say in the little southern corner of the universe here in North Carolina and Sunflower is on the West Coast. So when we talked, it was 9 o'clock a.m. my time, which means it was 6 o'clock Pacific time. And so I know that you're up early, and I commend you because you were like, no, I'm cool to talk right now, whereas most people are like, okay, don't call me before 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. So I really, really appreciated that. <laughs> no, yeah, thank you. I'm a firm believer in maximizing the time that you have in the day, yeah. especially when you have a lot to do on one day. Yeah. People get so caught up in not having <coughs> enough time <coughs> or feel like time is slipping away. I think time right. is just a concept, and you have more than enough, enough time to do whatever you need to do. So I don't know. Right. And my dad, he has always gotten up early my whole life. And, like, after, like, high school, once I started figuring out, like, you know, what this life thing is kind of about, right. um, waking up early <laughs> is kind of very vital, especially uh, just – being an active person not necessarily like a dj just somebody who has any type of ambitions or goals they're trying to achieve you got to maximize those hours right gives you a lot more time to make money you figure out what you want to do and then if something messes up you have time to wiggle you know a lot of wiggle room instead of waking up later and then you know just staying in and or just taking your time or doing whatever not really plan i mean i i guess i never really have a plan for the day i just get up in mind that i know i want to do something i have a goal set out to do at least one thing uh, okay. it may turn into five different things but i always try to complete uh you know one specific task a day right right that is to be that is to be cherished and admired so um yeah we definitely feel you on that um to shift gears a little bit from the music um one of the things that's near and dear to us, and, and when I say us, I'm, I'm referring to to Plush, is the use of our voice um, and the utilization of Plush as a medium to remix the standard and expand the beauty spectrum. 
and beyond uh, the beauty spectrum. This this refers to body, intellect, etc. Um, so you are also a model, um, and you live with um, vitiligo. Tell us a little bit more about this aspect of yourself and why this is a space of power for you. Um, yes, I feel like the standard for beauty has always been like misconstrued in America, especially with African Americans, because like it was European beauty standards that we were holding ourselves to, uh-huh. and that's not us. We are indigenous people, and we're not meant to. You know, we're just built differently overall. Right. So right. Also like dealing with that <laughs> and then also having a little life like I kind of got it in like in middle school okay and <clears throat> that's like a, tra- a transforming time in my life and I kind of had to deal with like I guess finding myself at an early age like who I really was because this is that's something that pushes you to really think like uh, about yourself more than other people because people are always going to say something but it's just like whether you're happy with your appearance or the way you look, um, that's all solely up to you. So I kind of had to figure that out at an early age. Um, but having, having vitiligo and being a model is like kind of good. Like it's a great thing. I don't know. I don't see it as a problem. Like everybody, right. I feel like people as just people in general, we all have our little quirks, whether we have our quirks physically, mentally, like we all have something about it. Vitiligo just happens to be one of the things that I have. I right. don't pay attention to it that much anymore because it's just like at the end of the day, whether I had it or not, if you liked right. me as a person, you would still mess with me. And if you didn't, you wouldn't. Right. I know there were two things that stood out to to me the last time that we talked. Um, one of them, well, really three. <laughs> one of them is that you, you didn't see it as this is, you know, this is a deficit. You're like, this is who I am. And then you're like, the, the reason that you could kind of come from that that frame of mind or frame of space was because your family didn't make that the the center focus of everything. They're like, okay, we're loving on you because we're loving on you and we're not loving on you with these, with with exceptions. And so the fact that um, that wasn't their center focus, you didn't necessarily grow up feeling like, hey, this is something that I have to focus on. You know, I'm just who I am. So I really, really, um, appreciated that um that was your your mindset and then you also talked about you know there being a time where um you know you might have uh covered up with makeup because you know we all go through that um that Mm kind of awkward space of adolescence and all of that kind of stuff but you were just like you got to that point where you like hey yeah i'm not you know i'm not gonna do that when i want to fine but i'm just going to show up as I am, and I really, really um, love that. So, you know, I think <laughs> I'm kind of glad that I'm not kind of glad. I'm very grateful that, like, in the beginning, because it, it took the vitiligo took like everybody in my family by surprise. We didn't know what it was, what's happening to me. You know, yeah. allergies. I've always had like that allergies. Like, we just weren't very educated on it. And then I, you know, like I told you before, I went through the whole phase of getting the laser treatments and that's like essentially just getting sunburned like right. early early in the morning before I have to start school I would go to the dermatologist every day and then I just don't know what it was like when it just started when the vitiligo became more than on my face and it was all around my body it's kind of like well this is 
God given. This is how the creator wanted me to be. So I might as well like, you know, accept it. It's something inevitable and I had no control over it. It's right. something that's going to happen either way it goes, you know? Yeah. And right. with like me <clears throat> learning that or getting educating myself more on what I had and what it was I got to educate my family on it and then we all became on one accord like you know it doesn't really matter because you know we we don't look the same as human beings anyway so what's one more thing to you know spread us apart we're still all the inside is what really matters so right right keep my soul beautiful don't really matter what's coming out Right, because if that's if that's raggedy, then you know it it really all goes it's bad. it all goes downhill from there. So, um, right, <laughs> right. So, Sunflower, thank you so much for joining us. Where can we find you on the the interweb, um, or for folks that are in the Bay Area or local surrounding areas, and they're like, hey, I want to come out to set you mentioned earlier you had some things coming up and i don't know if it's this week or in the near future um how can folks find you um either your instagram or other social media forms and then um if they want to come out to a show how can they find out about that yeah uh you can follow me on instagram at dj sunflower pool f-o-o-l you know dj sunflower pool right that's pretty much me my tag Um, And from there, I pretty much have, I post uh, flyers of the shows, upcoming shows that's uh, coming up within the next week, which within the next two weeks. Um, I do have a residency here in Oakland at a spot called Blue Dream. It is a private members club. But on Tuesday, uh, we have Casting Tuesdays and Taco Tuesdays. We are open to the public. And if you want to come check out the space and see how uh, it is and what we do, what we're about. And... uh, what it takes to become a member Tuesday is the day to come in it's free we have dope tacos we have models we have me DJing of course and we also have dope talent so artists who want to do open mic or audition for upcoming shows that we have at the venue um, they can tap in and slide through and they can also tap in with me on Instagram and then currently um, on the 28th in Oakland I will be at Starline Social Club for this party called A Small World and we'll be upstairs in a big club at Starline. So if you are in the Bay Area, it'll be I'll be more than happy for you to come out. Um my set I'm not sure about my set time yet, but I'm pretty much set to DJ like half of the night. Um and then yeah, just for any more updates, just follow me on Instagram at DJ Sunflower Fool pretty much. Okay. Thank you so much. Um once again for joining us um thank you all that are listening for plugging into the flush pod our guest today was Tigati, aka dj sunflower thanks again and we hope to talk soon okay thank you i appreciate it so much all right take care On episode two of The Plush Pod, we'll be featuring artist, activist, humanitarian, designer, and body positivist, Lissy Cole Robinson of Auckland, New Zealand. Stay tuned to The Plush Pod.